And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the Trackstar Sports MMA main card with your man, The Voice. As always, let's start off with some headlines and hot takes. Nikita Kreloff could be headed back to the UFC. It's rumored that the industry leader wants him in the fold for the UFC's inaugural Russian card, which takes place at the end of the year, uh, probably in November. MMA team Dagestan first reported the news via Twitter, stating that the Fight Night's global boss, which is the promotion that Kreloff fought for after leaving the UFC, the boss claimed that because Kreloff's contract was up in August, the promotion didn't want to prevent him from entering negotiations with the UFC, so they released him from his contract. There have been a lot of retirements that have taken place this week, so I want to take some time to salute those who have hung up their gloves. First off, Sugar Rashad Evans. Tough two heavyweight champion fought at heavyweight, light heavyweight, and middleweight. Has hung it up. He was also the light heavyweight champion, so salute to him. Johnny Hendricks, former welterweight champion for the UFC, also has left his gloves in the ring. Famed welterweight. From Tough Season 1, Josh Koscheck, who was most recently fighting in Bellator uh, back in February of 2017. Before then, it had been a while since he'd fought. He also has decided to call it a career. Felipe Aranches just fought on the most recent UFC card, the one in Singapore, which you will get news about on Aftermath, which gives you the week that was in MMA with your man, the voice and the bearded wonder, Josh Moosel. That's our companion podcast. Make sure you check it out. Anyway, he lost on that card and he decided to call it a career as well. Another card that we will talk about on Aftermath is Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series Uh believe it was number 10 and Greg Rebello, who was a season one alum came back season two he got knocked out season one by Zoo on uh I'm not even gonna try to pronounce my Nigerian brother's uh, last name uh Anyanwu Anyanwu that's right Zoo Anyanwu got knocked out by him last year and he got knocked out again this year uh, after facing one-week replacement, Josh Parisen. Anyway, we'll be talking about that on Aftermath, but Rebello also decided it was time for him to call it a career. There has been a lot of shuffling going on in the UFC this week with Raging Al Iaquinta saying, nope, I'm not fighting at the Lincoln, Nebraska card. First time, I believe, that the Octagon will be 
in Nebraska. Definitely first time in Lincoln. But either way it goes, Raisin Al was rumored to be taking on Justin Gagey. That was supposed to be the headlining car. They start selling tickets. And Al said, yeah, thanks for no thanks. In steps in James Vick for Iaquinta, leaving Paul Felder heated an opponent list once again as Felder, I believe, was slated to fight Iaquinta earlier this year when everything went down in Brooklyn and Iaquinta was moved up to the headline spot versus Khabib Nurmagomedov. Um, either way it goes, Paul Felder was opponentless and upset once again because he felt like he was getting the short end of the stick, and understandably so. The fight that was going to be the Voices Marquee matchup for UFC 226 for the undercard was Yancey Maderos versus Platinum Mike Perry. But I told you. There's been a lot of shuffling going on. And Yancey Maderos went out just this week with a rib injury. You got to give it up to the Irish Dragon Paul Felder. Like I said, he was heated. He was opponentless. And he said, look, I'm going to take my career into my own hands. Called out the dangerous Platinum Perry, uh, the UFC granted him his wish and he'll be fighting at UFC 226 International Fight Week in Vegas versus fighting in Idaho so he got a much more prominent fight in a much more prominent location and it'll be at 170 pounds which Felder normally fights at 155 but with this fight being next week uh, that's probably perfect for Felder, and I can't wait to see it. Shout out to the Irish Dragon for being a boss. Now, speaking of bosses, Bellator has been making some boss big time moves and news. And it all went down at the press conference this past Tuesday. Salute to the LA Times for writing a great article highlighting what took place at the press conference. I went to try to find a video of it, couldn't find it anywhere, but this article gave me everything that I needed to know about what took place. So much happening. First, there's going to be a new tournament for Bellator. They've had so much success with the heavyweight Grand Prix that they're going to do it again, brother, this time in the welterweight division. And that tournament will kick off on the tent pole event that Bellator is having September 29th at the SAP Center in San Jose, California. But that's not all. That in and of itself would be enough to say, I got to turn, tune in to watch this fight card. Because I got so many wonderful welterweights. I mean, you got Paul Daly. You got MVP. That fight has got to happen. 
Don't know if it'll happen in San Jose or not, but it's got to happen. You got former champs in Lima and Koreshkov. You got people like John Fitch in the mix. Who knows? I know that uh, they've been working on some contract things with Michael Chandler, who has expressed an interest in fighting at welterweight. He could end up in this. They haven't said who's going to be in it yet, but as you can hear in my voice, I am so excited about this tournament. Again, that will be enough to tune in. But on top of that, you've got Rampage taking on the axe murderer, Vandalay Silva, for the fourth time. And <laughs> hold your seats, people. Gagar the Dreamcatcher Musasi versus Rory the Red King McDonald for Musasi's middleweight strap. Champion versus champion. The two most intriguing champions and arguably the biggest names in Bellator taking on each other. McDonald is arguably the best welterweight out there. And Musasi has a argument as far as the middleweight division is concerned, too, because before he left the UFC, he was on track for a title shot. Oh, man. I can't wait to see this fight. But here's yet another piece of intrigue regarding this. This will be the first fight card that is broadcast through Bellator's new over-the-top streaming broadcast provider and partner in DAZN. Now, they spell it D A. Z-N is pronounced the zone. Hey, we have to go with it because there's going to be a lot of talk about the zone. They have called themselves the Netflix of sports and they already have deals in place in places like Germany and Japan and uh, other places in Western Europe. But they have been making some noise about coming to the U.S. and they look to be your destination for combat sports. Bellator signed a five-year nine-figure, that's right, 100 million plus possibly, but at least a 100 million dollar deal with the zone. There are going to be seven exclusive events a year streamed there. I'm suspecting it's going to be the tempos. Since they're starting off with the tempo. And then they're also going to stream all of the Bellator events that take place on the Paramount Network, which is phenomenal for fight fans like us. Because no longer, if you live on the West Coast, do you have to wait on a tape delay. And for everyone in the U.S., No longer do you have to wait and try not to look at social media whenever Bellator has a card overseas because unlike uh, the UFC, they don't uh, cater to the U.S. market when they go over there. They cater to the market where they are. You can now see them on the zone as they happen. 
So that is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Now, like I said, they are looking to be your destination for combat sports. And they already signed a $1 billion with a B dollar deal with Matchroom Boxing earlier this year. Matchroom is going to give them 39 fights, including the World Boxing Super Series. Now, I'll talk more about Matchroom uh, Boxing and their deal with the zone later on in the show in the old one two section but you add those 39 fights plus what bellator is bringing to the table you got over 50 fights a year on the zone now i found this quote in the la times by juan delgado who's a chief executive of perform media which is the zone's parent company he said that his goal is to stand as an equal with the UFC during the life of this deal is the initiative. Now, I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but with the quick rise of the PFL, this firmly repositions Bellator in the number two spot, and it definitely raises their profile. All right, last bit of Bellator news and the last bit of your headlines and hot takes. Last week, I told you that Ricky Bandejas, who was the CFFC bantamweight champion, signed with Bellator. And he has already signed a contract for his first fight. And it is a high profile matchup against SBG Ireland's own. That's right, Conor McGregor's sparring partner, James Gallagher, who will be making his bantamweight debut. Time for the old one, too. Clarissa Shields got dropped, but came back to dominate Hannah Gabriels in their fight on Showtime last week. This is setting up a showdown with a fight that also took place on that card uh, where Christina Hammer, who beats out Tori Nelson to retain her WBC and WBO middleweight belts, she and Shields definitely will be fighting next. Shields picked up the IBF and the WBA versions of that belt in her victory. Uh, So whenever they do get together and fight, They'll be fighting for the undisputed championship because all four major belts should be on the line for that card. Now, I stated in headlines and hot takes that I will be talking more about the zone and matchroom boxing in the old one, too. And it's time for that right now, because this week it was announced that Anthony Joshua is going to have to fight Alexander Povetkin. And that fight card is rumored for a September debut on the zone here in the U.S. Wilder was going clean off on Twitter. And I hear that uh, Steven Espinoza, who is a Showtime executive, and Brendan Schaub, who does 
some commentary for Showtime. They all joined in and were going off on both Joshua and Eddie Hearn, uh, who's the head of Matchroom Boxing, because they were in discussions to fight one another, which, as I stated, when that word came out, I was super excited about because that is the biggest fight in boxing in the heavyweight division that can be made. And it will be the most high profile boxing fight in the heavyweight division. Man, probably in about a decade or so. But anyway, uh, the reason that Joshua will be fighting Povetkin is because the WBA, which holds on the belts that, or I should say they sanction on the belts that Joshua has, said, look, you got to have a mandatory fight with Povetkin because Wilder did not get his information in on time to make that fight. Now, uh, both Wilder's camp, or I shouldn't say Wilder's camp, but uh, both Matchroom and the WBA said that he didn't get it back in time. Uh, <laughs> Wilder's camp is calling shenanigans. Either way it goes, Joshua will be fighting Povetkin. That will probably take place September 22nd, which is a week after the Canelo uh, Canelo and Triple G fight. So, yeah, it's going to be nice, uh, nice bit of boxing come the fall. Now, Eddie Hearn told the ring on Tuesday that he cut a deal to place his fighter, Callum Johnson, uh, who's a light heavyweight title challenger. Uh, and he's going to be taking on Arthur uh, Beterbov. But yeah, Arthur, something would be Eastern European. Uh, that fight will be taking place on zone on October the 6th. Uh, this fight is a mandatory title fight for the IBF title. Uh, there was an auction set for it and uh, uh, as well as for the purse bid, but uh, Hearn was able to compete with a deal uh, that was placed by Jan Michael, uh, who promotes uh, promotes other fighter, promotes Artur. So they were able to get everything done. That fight will take place on October 6th on DAZN. Still don't know how much DAZN is going to cost here in the U.S. Uh, the closest that we can even think about it is in Canada. Canada has the zone, but Canada has UEFA uh, football. They've got National Football League. They got a lot of stuff on the zone for them. Whereas in the U.S., it seems as if it's going to be at least to start off uh, strictly a combat sports uh, streaming service. So could cost as much as it does in Canada which is 20 Canadian dollars, which is about 15 U.S. dollars. I suspect if they don't have all those other offerings or uh, all those other kinds of things to go along with it, that'll be closer to about the $10 range. I'm hoping so, because with having to get ESPN Plus too, although I know now, um, unless they make a super sweet deal, yeah, I, I, too bad, Fight Pass, you, you got to go. 
because I got to have ESPN Plus for the UFC fights. And now you got to have the zone for Bellator fights. On top of that, you got phenomenal boxing on both of those. Got to have them. Got to have them. Speaking of boxing on streaming services, uh, James uh, Kaneen of Sheardog reported that ESPN is extending the contract for Timothy Bradley, uh, the recently retired champion. Uh, he has been doing commentary for ESPN, specifically for top rank promotion fights. So uh, they have extended his contract, which is good because with the deal on ESPN and specifically with ESPN Plus, uh, you're you know, they're going to need all the help they can get with covering the fights. Speaking of ESPN, Dan Rayfield, uh, who is a writer for them for combat sports, shared the lineup for the rebirth of the famed contender series uh, produced by Mark Burnett. The coaches are Nazim Richardson, who's famous for leading B-Hop to a title, and Manny Pacquiao's chief corner, Freddie Roach. Here's a look at the 16 fighters that will be participating in the Contender Series. You've got Ivan Kiritov. He's a Ukraine native, fights out of Brooklyn. 16-1 and one in his career with 13 knockouts. Eric Walker. He's out of uh, Plaquemine, Louisiana. He learned how to box while uh, incarcerated and spent 14 years locked up, entering in at 15 years of age. He's got 15 wins, one loss, uh, eight of those wins by KO. John Thompson uh, is 29 years of age out of Newark, New Jersey. 18 and 3 with 6 KOs. Brandon Adams, 17 and 2 with 12 of those victories coming by knockout. It's a 28 year old out of LA who lost in the finals of the 2015 ESPN Boxino Junior Middleweight Tournament to none other than John Thompson. Someone else who participated. In the 2015 Boxino Junior Middleweight Tournament and also competing in the Contender Series is Michael Moore. Now, uh, not Michael Moore, although when I first saw the name, that's what came to my mind. I was like, hmm, I wonder if he's related. I was like, oh, no, that's Moore, not Moore. Moore is 15 and 1 with 7 KOs, 31 years of age, out of Cleveland, Ohio. Now, Someone with a lineage of boxing championship in his pedigree that's also competing, or I should say, yeah, that's also competing in the contender series is John Jackson. He's out of St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. He's the son of former world title holder Julian Jackson. Uh, John Jackson is 21 and 3 with 16 KOs. One of those three losses was to. Jamel Charlo. So he's got uh, some big name competition on his dossier. Another famed fighter, or I should say another fighter of a famed family, 
is Shane Mosley Jr. Need I say more? 10 and 2, 7 KOs, 27 years of age, fighting out of Santa Monica, California. Malcolm McAllister, uh, he has nine wins versus one loss. Eight of those nine wins by KO. It's a 27-year-old out of Long Beach, California. You also have Catavius Cash, who is undefeated at 10-0 with seven knockouts. He's an Atlanta native and is a four-time Golden Glove State champion. He's fighting out of Vegas currently. Daniel Valdivia out of Tulare, California. is 14-2 with 10 KOs. He's a 25-year-old fighter. Gerald Sherrell, a 24-year-old fighter out of Pittsburgh, is also undefeated at eight fights, four KOs, and he has the uh, shortest of any of the contenders in this series as far as uh, shortest dossier of fights, only eight fights, all of them victories and half of them by knockout. Morgan Fitch is also out of Pittsburgh, PA. He's 34 years old. Eight, one, and one. And that one loss was to Yamaguchi Falcao, which was the 2012 Brazilian Olympic bronze medalist. Marcos Hernandez fighting out of Fresno, California. He definitely uh, is someone to watch and someone who I'm rooting for because he is parenting and raising an autistic son. And your man, The Voice, is doing the same thing. So salute to that man. He is fighting every day, whether in the ring or at home, to be the best man he can be. Uh, 11 and 1 with three KOs. Tyron, or I should say Tyrone Brunson, is 26, 6 and 2 with 24 KOs. He's also coming to us from the Keystone State, but in Philadelphia and of the 24 KOs that he has one of them happened last year over former welterweight champion Kermit Centron Lamar Russ is a 31 year old out of Wilmington North Carolina 17 and 2 is his record with 8 KOs and rounding things out you got Devon Lee fighting out of Queens New York 10 Three and one is his record with five KOs for the 30 year old. One championship, Spirit of a Warrior, will take place Friday morning. So, unless you are listening to the main card early in the morning, you may either be missing it or have just missed it took a look at my calendar before recording this segment and it starts at 7 30 a.m central time so uh, you have to do the math wherever you are in the world fortunately it is free for those of us who live in the u.s via the one championship app and headlining the card you have on la Song, who will be 
defending his middleweight championship, or at least attempting to defend his middleweight championship versus Ken Hasegawa out of Japan. Now, Unsong is looking for his third successful defense of the title that he regained from Vitaly Big Dash about this time last year. He stopped both of the title challenges that he's faced thus far and looks to make it a trifecta against Japan's Hasegawa. Most of Ken's wins are by strikes, while the Burmese Python likes to live up to said moniker and submit people on the ground. The co-main event for this card, the spirit of a warrior, pits Leandro Issa versus Roman Alvarez in a bantamweight bout. Now, since Leandro Issa returned to one championship, he has been perfect. Uh, Issa went to the UFC, had a five-fight stint there, but spent the majority of his career fighting in one. And he is definitely happy to be back at home. And like on song, Issa's looking to move his streak to three uh, if he's able to be victorious over Roman Alvarez. Now, Sonic Boom Alvarez will be making his one debut. And not only is he making his one debut, this is the stiffest competition of his six-fight career. Now, something else that needs to be taken into account with this, not only is this uh, his seventh fight in total, this is only the second fight outside of Micronesia, uh, which is his home uh, territory that he will have. The other one was in the Philippines, uh, but everything else has been in Micronesia, uh, either in Guam or in the northern Marina Islands, which is where he's from. Alvarez is no uh, slouch, though, nor is he inexperienced as far as fighting is concerned. He began his fight career back in 2008. So he's got about 10 years of being a combatant under his belt. He just doesn't fight very often. He will need this experience against Isa, though, as undoubtedly he'll look to take things to the ground, being Isa, where he's won nine of his 15 fights. Bellator 201 will take place on Friday at the Pachanga Casino and Resort in the home of Dan, the H-bomb throwing Henderson, Temecula, California. It's headlined by Elimile McFarland, the Eliminator, taking on Alejandra Azul Lara for McFarland's 125-pound title. Lara is even in her approach. Of Alejandra's seven wins, three have been by KO and three have been by submission. The Eliminator, she stopped five of her seven opponents. And since her virtual debut, where she knocked out the soccer mom, she hasn't KO'd anyone else. So the other four stoppages have been by submission, 
So it's obvious the ground is where she feels most comfortable. This will be the first time that McFarlane will attempt to defend the title. Uh, Will she be one and done? Or will this be the beginning of a long-standing reign for the Eliminator? Only time will tell. Syed, the assassin Awad, is taking on MMA royalty in Ryan Couture. The assassin is riding a three-fight win streak into this match. Couture just got back on the winning track in his last fight, which was a year ago. And on the MSG card, which was uh, Bellator's pay-per-view, again, that was, uh, I want to say, about the 27th or so of June. You could look at this as a standard striker versus grapplers match. But Awad has nearly as many submissions as he has KOs. He's just known for those flashy knockouts. And that could be a problem for Ryan Couture because the ground game is his bread and butter. Obviously, his father being uh, the Captain America, uh, the Hall of Famer, Randy Couture, or I should say the legend Randy Couture. I'm not sure if he's in the UFC's Hall of Fame or not, but definitely a legend who he has a, a grappling background definitely has passed that on to his son that's where he excels uh but a watts no joke on the ground and uh that may not be the best place for ryan even though that's where he wants to be valerie trouble letourneau is going to be fighting christina williams and this is far and away the highest profile and the toughest matchup in Williams' short MMA career. This is just her third pro fight. And in this fight, she gets a former title contender with four times as many victories, not just fights, victories, as Williams has fights. Now, how did Williams get this fight? Well, she stepped in for Bruna Ellen, who was unable to compete. And Williams has been phenomenal in her two fights that have been under the Bellator banner and also have been uh, her only professional MMA fights. Now, like I said, Trouble has over four times as many victories as Christina Williams has, and that's because she made her debut back in March of 2007. Uh, Valerie has really turned things around since joining Bellator, uh, getting her first win in two years, and she's looking to stay undefeated in her new promotional home. Williams does have a pro kickboxing career, uh, and she did that well before she got into MMA. She's used that striking prowess to overwhelm her uh, opponents. I mean, she throws spinning stuff, kicks, punches, all kinds of things. Uh, Will that be enough to combat the battle-tested Letourneau? Gotta tune in to see.
the curtain jerker for the main card pits Juan the Spaniard Archuleta versus Robbie Problems Peralta. Archuleta is a Bama, King of the Cage, and WSOF vet. He's got eight KOs and two subs in his 18 and 1 career. As an eight fight UFC vet, Problems is making his Bellator debut. And he wants to put a stamp on the featherweight division. 13 of Peralta's 18 wins are by KO. But the last one he got was five years ago in 2013. Expect these two to trade leather like 1800s pioneers in the Old West there in Temecula, California. Now, this is the MMA main card. But I want to talk a little bit about the undercard because if you have the time and you have the Bellator app, you want to see those fights. You have so many of Bellator's blue chip prospects fighting on this undercard. You got Tyrell Fortune at heavyweight, Ed Ruth making his welterweight debut Carrie Ann Melendez fighting at um, flyweight and then you got Jordan Young in there too man yeah if you have the time you got the Bellator app you definitely want to tune in for the undercard to keep up with Trackstar Sports like the Trackstar Sports Facebook page Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. New content gets released all the time on anchor.fm. Salute to Anchor for the platform. It's wonderful and definitely helps us at TriStar Sports with doing what we do. Whether that be covering baseball, the NFL, the NBA, football, and I'm talking about soccer, WWE, you name it. Anchor FM has been there to help us with doing that. If you're an Android user, the easiest way to hear Trackstar Sports and all your favorite podcasts is by downloading Podcast Republic. Once you downloaded that app, Trackstar Sports is a featured provider. Subscribe to us there. And then when new episodes get released about everything that I just told you about, they will be available for your listening pleasure. If you are an iOS user, like your man, the voice is, you can do the same thing via Apple Podcasts. If you want to talk sports with any of our correspondents, you want to debate who's the best and why they're the best, join the Debate Fuel Facebook group where you will get to chop it up with us and the over 50 1,500 other members of that group. Before DJ TV plays my theme music, I want to say to the fight fans that it's been my pleasure to host the MMA main card. It's your man, The Voice, and I'm sounding off.